All right, recording live from the South Pisgah National Forest, Cedar Rock area. We're back, Cabin One Podcast. It's been a while. Sorry, folks. Yeah, we've been super busy working in the field, on base, not being together. Yeah, we've been we've been we've been apart a lot, but we're we're still roommates here at this base. Yeah, we're roommates in an area that's like a third of the size, um, but it's been a really good time. We just got off a course yesterday uh, with our guest, actually, our special guest today. Uh, Kelsey is a friend of ours where we work, and we all just got off this course yesterday. Kelsey, welcome to the show. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, Kelsey. Um, well, uh, what do you want to know? Like, just what I'm doing now? or Where are you from, and how did you end up working in the outdoors? Okay. And anything else you want to share with our audience? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm from Ohio. It's the greatest state. You can ask a lot of people that work here. That's cap. Great. Okay. Um, but I grew up just like doing like I think probably pretty traditional like family outdoor stuff like going to the beach and like uh, going on hikes with my dog and stuff like that. Um, but it wasn't until like I got to college where I like really dove into the realm of like outdoor sports. Like I'd always thought like climbing was cool, but like kind of intimidating. Um, and I applied to like work at the outdoor program at the college, and for some reason they hired me, and that was like the best the best decision, I guess, the best opportunity that I could have gotten that allowed me to like continue to like work this job or like work in the outdoor industry um yeah did that for like three years was gonna work for this organization when COVID hit but uh didn't that didn't pan out and so I ended up working on the coast of South Carolina doing some kayak guiding Mm. and uh on Hilton Head Island yeah kayak guiding did some marketing uh just like explored that area and then uh, it was time for me to come to the mountains of North Carolina, and here I am, instructing yes. courses. Yeah, and Kelsey started at, at this organization when I did last year. She started as an instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like how you said, uh, like, you've always been interested in the outdoors, but it's kind of intimidating. Yeah. I think that's so true. I remember being in my college program. I think a lot of us, like, we all kind of started doing outdoor stuff in college, and I, like, worked for the outdoor program, but I was still intimidated to go to the climbing wall. Mm-hmm. I think that, like... Yeah, I never went to the climbing wall. Like, yeah. I wanted to, but, like, it didn't seem, like, very welcoming. Or, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I ended up managing the climbing program in college, and, like, that was something that, like, I actively tried to shift because, like, I did not know very much about climbing, but I had, like, really good relationships with the people that I worked with. Mm. And, like made an effort to like make programs that were just like getting people out to climb yeah and mm-hmm. like inviting people that I would like meet to be like oh just come climb try one climb or anything and like I think a lot of us had communities outside of like that outdoor uh program that we were able to like get more people involved mm-hmm. I didn't know you were the manager of the climbing program <laughs> Kelsey oh for everyone's information um Kelsey and I Worked a course together last year. Our first course. It was her first course, and it was my first time uh, being like the like the the lead, I guess, on a course. So we were like we, we kind of got in the thick of it, 
and have a lot of good memories. So I feel like I know Kelsey pretty well, but I just learned something about her. So there you go. Uh, what are other sports, outdoor sports, that you like to engage in these days? Uh, well, I like skiing. Yeah. I like spent the winter skiing in Bend, Oregon. Um, paddling, climbing. I think I like a little bit of everything. I was talking to another coworker, and she had asked, like, what is one sport you would be stoked to get into in the outdoors that you haven't? And so the one that came to my mind is sailing. Ooh. I think that'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. Something that maybe I'll start to, like, look into. Mm -hmm. Kind of hard to do here. Yeah. Just oh, in, in the, the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worked at a sailing camp in, right out of high school. Huh. On a fun. lake or? On the sound. Mm. Yeah, the Albemarle Sound. Mm. Camp Albemarle. Camp Albemarle. Se senior water bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up sailing a little bit in uh, in Boston on the on the Charles River, like community boating. Mm -hmm. But yeah, sailing's hard as heck. Yeah, Julie yeah. and I had the opportunity to visit you in Bend. Um, can you talk a little bit about your winter, like how it was being a ski bum and like like what you liked or didn't like about going out to live in Oregon? Yeah, I loved I loved Bend, Oregon. I think it was a really cool town and community and like access to the ski resort and climbing all within like a 30 minute drive. Mm -hmm. um, I worked as a ski instructor. I did not like particularly love that. Mm. Um, I think like there's like an unequal pay for people that do that job um, that, that I think could be changed. Um, no, there's a lot of jobs, but like I recognized it a lot. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, lift operators were making more money, but, um, dang, yeah, it was pretty brutal, but, um, it did allow me to, like, get a free pass and get some, like, free passes for friends that visited, mm -hmm. um, and so that was fun, and, like, I had a bunch of friends that visited, like you all, and mm -hmm. some other, some other people, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, a couple of our other friends, Tom, that, that was featured on the pod, and yep. Willie, um, also lived there, and they lived at the hostel, bunk and brew and that was super fun that you all got to see yeah yeah that bunk and brew was nuts and i think we recorded a pod there at the bunk and brew yeah. in the sauna <laughs> yeah 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 blast. so our listeners know about the bunk and brew yeah that trip was definitely a highlight of of my winter for sure it was yeah. cool to see you in that so place fun. i also enjoyed just living in a town like being able to like go grab a drink or like go out to dinner pretty easily compared yeah. to like life that we live yeah uh, the day here. we went shopping was awesome yeah. we like went to a bunch of stores like got cute clothes which like as everyone knows i don't do ever <laughs> well speaking of willie we have a question from willie before before we get into the thick of it happy father's day to oh, yeah. all those fathers yeah, out there yeah. it is father's day. um and it's also juneteenth mm -hmm. um and if you don't know what juneteenth is it's the it's, um day that um slaves were um emancipated um, and yeah, we're having a celebration here at base camp to um, celebrate that and recognize that and talk about um, the mistreatment of black Americans um, and kind of talk about change, changes that we want to want to see happen in our community and in the world. Um, so if you don't know about it, look into it and um, try and do some celebrating. Mm -hmm. You might hear some music in the background on this podcast or people cheering. That is the, the celebration that we are recording nearby currently. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right, so we have a question from our friend Willie, who was one of the people we visited in Bend. 
Will, is Willie special to you, Kelsey? Yeah, Willie's Willie's my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> Willie. Well, I went around base and I was asking random people for questions, and I said, um, "Hey, Willie, we're gonna have Kelsey on the podcast. You have a question for us?" And he said, "How are you taking care of yourself these days?" And I thought that was a really great question with which we could frame this episode and kind of open up that conversation about self-care, working in the fields, um, working seasonally, and all the dynamics that we have to, to deal with. So I guess that's the question. How are we taking care of ourselves these days? Kelsey, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think self-care is interesting in like the specific world that we live in um, because we're like constantly going through transitions of like getting ready to go on course, being on course, and then like being done with course and celebrating that. Um, and so just like having a plan in each of those moments of like, what am I gonna do for myself so that I can like be the best person for my students. Mm. Um, but then bigger pictures, like when the season ends here, like how do we celebrate that and like mm. decompress in that way too, so. What are some like specific things that you do in your off time to like help with that self-care? Um, I mean, I like to like, it's funny, all the people that like work here, we also like hang out with. So I like to like hang out with folks outside of a work setting, but maybe do things that we have done for work. So like go paddling and like climbing and things for myself and that maybe we have done with students, but like more so for my personal growth and progression and fun. Like at your pace. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like to like go into town um, and yeah, just, I kind of just chill, like Mm -hmm. do whatever I feel like doing and whether that's like planning something or not, um, allowing myself to have that time. You and Willie have gone and seen a couple movies, Yeah, right? we've gone to the movies. I, like, absolutely, after a long course, will 100% get my nails done. My nice. My nails done. Nice. Which is sometimes, like, kind of silly, but um, I like that. I think I might get a massage or something. Like, I think things that make me feel, like, clean and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a challenge for me in self-care has been, like, uh, injury management. Mm-hmm. I know, like, at this point in my outdoor career like three four five years in depending on how you want to count count it like my knees and elbows can't really hang and like um that that chill time in between courses although maybe like all I want to do is go out and climb again like I actually need to take a rest so like kind of forcing that chill time in between courses Mm -hmm. and in the off season as well it's hard to do though because like we only have so much time off in between courses and we want to like I want to go out and paddle just for fun Mm -hmm. and I want to go out and climb just for fun but like I have a knee injury thing that keeps happening Mm -hmm. and like my knee is not happy about that Mm -hmm. and it's definitely a balance of like wanting to get after it for your own like enjoyment and knowing that if you get after it too hard Mm -hmm. you might regret it completely have to go into work yeah yeah does anyone have any anyone have any thoughts about like longevity in the outdoors? I know we're all like sitting here in our early twenties talking about self care. <laughs> like we all might be out of the field in the next two years, you yeah. know. Like, like has anyone like I know you've kind of debated in your mind like continuing working in the field or like look for a more traditional job. Yeah. Like, how does that argument sit with you? Yeah, I think I yeah I think I like find it challenging to like 
totally be removed when I'm in work. Like, mm. like when we go in the field, like it could be up to 22 days, but that's like a long time for me to feel like I don't have like connection with the outside people in my life. Um, yeah. Although like sometimes like, yeah, we can like, we can text people, but it's just like a little bit different. Um, and we're not always like able to get reached mm-hmm. as easily. So I think that's like my biggest challenge with like wanting a more traditional life is just being able to like have access to, to the things and the people that are important to me a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, that's self-care for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so coming up with a plan to like do that while on course, like maybe that means like, you know, if there is some free time, like giving those people a call, like actually calling them mm-hmm. um, if there's service. which is the other like caveat but like um yeah I think being okay with the way that that's going to be but I just don't know how sustainable that is for me as a person Mm -hmm. um and maybe it's more of those one of those things where I find a job that works in a way that I can like still lead these courses when I like on in the summers or something Mm -hmm. um like a lot of I think outward bound or this people from this organization do um like they get teaching jobs so that they can still participate in like the summer chunk Mm -hmm. um so perhaps that would be like a good way to balance the passion that i have for the work that we do yeah Mm. i think like yeah longevity is like a a tricky one because it's like we're working physically like all the time and I don't want to take that that time in between courses to relax. Like, I want to take that time to get after it personally. Yeah, agreed. And that just, like, doesn't allow for your body to recover at all. Um. Something else I've thought about is, like, I have a hard time, uh, like, like, when I'm done working... And, like, not working a course, I'm, like, getting prepared for the next course. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, yeah. when am I ever not actually working? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, trying to set myself up to be, like, improving on the things that I learned and, like, uh, all of that, like, side of things. So mm-hmm. my mind has a hard time being, like, I'm not truly off. Yeah. Absolutely. Addie, what do you do before and during course to, like, try and take care of yourself? Um... It's a good question. We had, like, this this person come. We, like, made these pre-course, like, plans um, at this workshop, and we talked about this, this cycle of course end, time off, pre-course, and, like, looking at that cycle for yourself and, like, what you can add or subtract, I guess, but, like, additive goals are more productive, I guess, uh, to, like, take care of yourself better. I think some of my personal ones is... Um, I try not to, this is me personally, I try not to drink on pre-course because when I'm like hungover or lomo on pre-course, it like really affects how I come into course. Um, and another big one for me is my food. I like food stress a lot in the field. So if I can spend off time in pre-course getting the snacks I need, like all in order and then eating well, um, that serves me better than if I just overindulge in my off time, which was like a problem for me my first year. I would like mm-hmm. eat so much ice cream in my off time. I'd have an upset stomach for a week and then go back into the field still pooping myself. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely dealt with that. But yeah. Yeah. What are, what's a, here's a question for you guys. What's a couple of like self-care items that you either bring with you or like make sure that you do while you're in the field? Uh... What comes to mind for me immediately is, like, 
ballistics. Like I always have to have ballistics on me at all times. Yep. I have at least at least two tubes with me when I'm on course. Like one in my backpack and one in my pocket constantly. Um, I don't know. I think like I like to sleep in too. So like I like to not be the first one up out of the tent and not be the driver in the morning and that's nice. worked out for me so far but yeah um yeah sleeping in and like sleeping until I don't can't anymore is yeah. like something that really helps me because the mornings are the worst yeah for me definitely <sighs> what about you um mine would be it's silly and it's something we do every day but like brushing my teeth mm. sometimes that like I don't know when I'm busy with students and stuff that falls to the side so like I've just made an active effort to like brush my teeth yeah. <laughs> and floss um and then also I bring like uh I've started bringing like this lavender essential oil and I just like love the smell of lavender it puts me to bed <laughs> what Molly brought this essential oil on course and I don't know what this I think it was maybe lemongrass or something uh -huh. and she like was putting it on and I was like whoa that smells good she's like yeah it's essential oils you want some and I like take it and I put it on my wrist and I put it on my neck and then like five minutes later I'm like my neck is burning <laughs> and she's like yeah it looks like really red oh no were you allergic I don't think I was allergic I just like dabbed it on my neck and I think maybe I put a little too much on it <laughs> And I was, like, laying there, like, rubbing my neck, like, why is it so hot? <laughs> so I, like, go outside the tarp and, like, dump water on oh. my neck. That's funny. Anyway, sorry. I'm trying to think of other things that I do. I like how you said brushing your teeth. Like, it, people listening <laughs> to this who, like, haven't worked in the field might be like, like, what? Like, that's, like, the yeah. most basic thing. Someone on my new staff would always say dental health is mental health. Mm. Also, I always forget to brush my teeth. Yeah. It makes a difference, but I haven't brushed my teeth. Yeah, I brush my teeth like that. once a day in the fields, you know. For me, going, going off to pee has mm -hmm. kind of been a form of self-care lately because I'm peeing so much. Yeah. So I'm peeing like six or seven times a day, and sometimes I'll just like... Take a break. Pee and then sit there for a second. <laughs> I've done that yeah. for sure. <laughs> you had a big bug on your arm. Oh, what one? the... F what is that? <laughs> it's coming right straight <laughs> for me. <laughs> I think for me, self-care in the field, um, like food stress I already mentioned is like a big challenge for me. So making sure I have the snacks I need and like eating, eating according to my schedule and not being like tied to when the crew's gonna eat. Mm -hmm. And yeah. also I bring a cotton t-shirt into the field and I sleep in a cotton t-shirt every night. And that for me is a really big comfort and like just helps me feel like a human yeah. sleeping at night. Yeah. I like the food. Yeah. Definitely bringing like my own snacks and just being like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat this. And I found that I don't really like love the food that we bring on course anymore. Yeah. It's like hit a point where I've eaten it a lot. So, so bad. Mm -hmm. It's pretty important. Yeah. That that like helps me from not overeating though. Like that I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Like you don't like eat like a bunch of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. four servings. Should we uh, should we continue on with some other questions? Let's do it. Great convo about self care. Um, I think we can. I think we could talk about uh, other questions that we got. I actually don't remember who asked these, so I can't give any shout outs. Um, but the next question is: uh, What perspectives do you gain from paddling? Any impact on your mental health? I think this kind of ties into self care, so I wanted to bring that one up. 
start, Kelso? Or? Uh, I think paddling for me, at least this year, has been like a pretty humbling experience. <laughs> I like have definitely gotten like rattled a bit more this year than I did last year. Um, and so I think that's like the perspective like that, you know, I could go in thinking that I'm going to do really well and not and being okay with that, like coming to terms that I like my interpretation of how I was going to like perform may not be, the expectations may not be like what actually happens. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah, accepting that like there's still space to grow and mm -hmm. Just because I'm an instructor doesn't mean like I have to be the best at every aspect of it and like can still learn and grow. Yeah. Mm. And on my mental health, I think it it, uh, it definitely some has been putting me out of my comfort zone more than I felt in the past. So like I think it's good to be like a little bit like pushed out of that comfort zone when we're so like naturally in a place that is like pretty uncomfortable for a lot of people, but mm -hmm. like for us it's a place of comfort and so like feeling that feeling of like adrenaline and like being a little a little nervous um i think it's like really good mm -hmm. to feel even if like we don't want to feel that way yeah mm -hmm. mm. i think yeah i think paddling kind of does the same thing for me and like on this past course that we had like I, it just like stuck out to me like students just like said that they like have never challenged themselves like this before and like physically that like course is pretty pretty easy um, for me and it made me think that like I want to challenge myself more in different ways and I think that like paddling especially this year is like really doing that because I've had like it like scares the shit out of me and it's like it's like the right amount of challenge um, that like makes me feel like I'm pushing myself and like gives me breaks me down and builds me up at the same time which I think is really cool and it gives me these like waves of like I'm having a really tough time on the river right now so I want to get out there and like like recently I've been like getting my shit rocked on like <laughs> on rivers in in new boats I'd like have just bought two new boats this month and um, I've been getting my shit rocked and my confidence is really low so I'm gonna go out tomorrow on a on a river that I know like the back of my hand and like build that confidence back up nice which I think is like yeah it's a roller coaster but I think it's really it's personally it's really good for me to feel like I'm challenging myself mm -hmm. and that I'm good at something and have a lot a lot to a, lo a long ways to go yeah about you Eddie yeah I think I can echo a lot of what you both have said I think I don't paddle as often or as well as these two, but I do paddle whitewater canoe. And for me, it's definitely a, a deep practice of uh, self-discovery to be, you know, cheesy and honest about it. Uh, paddling for me is also super humbling. I think that's the biggest perspective I've taken from it. Like I have this assumption about myself that I'm good at challenge because I instruct these challenging courses and when I actually find myself in a moment of challenge like I cry on the river mm -hmm. I get super scared like I get butterflies in my stomach right before I hit a rapid um, and that's like a really special place to be in and as far as like mental health I think just like continued humility and like uh yeah I like what you said Kelsey like accepting that there's room for growth like that that keeps you grounded um, and that keeps you like honest with yourself and in touch with yourself and 
yeah, paddling's certainly not my favorite activity, but I could I could write a book on its value. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool that it's something we can help facilitate for students. Mm -hmm. And since our last recording, Julia has in fact checked off to be a river specialist. So snaps for Julia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I'm, I'm the river specialist on my next course, so that's exciting. Whoa! Whoa. Cool. That's sick. I didn't know that. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Yeah. Double dipping. Yeah. Nice. Lucky students. Constructing and river specialist. Heck yeah. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> my, my goal for next course is uh, to practice self-care. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Do you have a goal for your next course? Um... I really just am like looking, this is going to be the longest course that I'm leading, so mm. just like goal-wise, I think just like leading a good course yeah. and like creating some really special moments and yeah, feeling success in that realm. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. How do you define success? That's, that's a harsh word, so could you elaborate? Yeah, I think success... Success can look a lot of ways and not putting expectations necessarily on my students, but more so just like as as a whole, like leaving that course feeling like a sense of accomplishment, regardless of what that looks like for that group of people, but knowing that like we did do something big and we did something hard. Mm -hmm. And like, I think primarily like my goal is to like help the two people that I'm working with feel that way mm -hmm. and see success for that through their eyes that they have like you know taken on different types of leadership roles or like felt like they can like comprehend what a course of that length looks like and how to run that mm -hmm. and being a mentor for them yeah Kelsey's putting on her her trainer hat <laughs> she's gonna shred a 22 day yeah. with some newer instructors that's really cool I also have a longer course coming up, mm -hmm. and Me yeah, too. yeah, I'm inspired. We're all, yeah, we're all heading into our summer long courses. I'm inspired, Julia, by your goal. I, I think self care for me on this course is going to be a goal, and overarchingly, like just meeting myself where I'm at, staying humble. Um, all those lessons learned from paddling applied mm -hmm. to a course. Like I don't have to be at any particular level. I just need to be safe and remember to have fun and help impart that to my students as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're you're hopping on a, a river that we don't normally do on your um yeah the chatuga is a river around here is it in georgia or is it in border of south carolina and georgia south carolina and georgia it's class three right three plus or something the section yeah the section y'all are we do with students is two and three yeah so for those who don't know that's my red point of <laughs> paddling so I'm going to get on that river this week, hopefully with Kelsey and with some other folks that have been down it before and get a practice run in there because, yeah, I'm fully prepared to get chundered in front of my students, yep. and that's beautiful as well. This this river is, like, not comparable to the other student um, river blocks that we do. The river is, like, significantly more dynamic and interesting and, like, bigger mm. rapids. Um, so I think you're gonna have you're gonna have a really cool and a little intimidating time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> River's always intimidating for me. There's this there's this ledge that I have not successfully run. Is this the I mandatory booth? The second ledge. I, I hear yeah. people talk about second ledge a lot. It's 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 a six foot drop. Oh god. <laughs> and I have not successfully ran it. I flipped over every single time that I've run it. 
and swam in the hole at the bottom every Dude. single time, it is no big deal. If you've never successfully <laughs> no landed it, deal. I'm not going to successfully <laughs> land it. I'm going to swim in the hole. It's no big deal. You get you spit right out. For those who don't know, a hole is like a recirc, like when there's water pouring over and it goes into the water and then comes back up and it creates like a washing machine in the water and if you get stuck in it, it recircs you. Yeah. So and eventually spits you out sometimes. Theoretically, ideally, hopefully. Yeah. Some some yeah, do, hopefully. some don't, right? Right. Some are more munchy than others. Which is a great segue. Great segue. Into our next segment. Yes. We're gonna play a little game with you, Kelsey. Okay. And we're gonna read some um, some some lingo. Some I guess, jargon used in climbing and paddling. Okay. And you're gonna you're gonna tell us if it's climbing, paddling, or both. Oh boy. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That pitch was splitter. I got several bomb-proof finger locks. Climbing. Right. <laughs> Next. Big splat is a fun one. Portage the top part, ferry into the center, drop a 12-foot falls into a shallow lead-out. Paddling. Yeah. <laughs> Although right. I don't know what half of those terms are. I just yeah. Uh, number three. Lay back the flake, then toe jam while pulling small crimps. Climbing. Nice. I smear. Climbing? That one's actually both. both. Yeah. What? Like smearing What's the a paddling? Rock. Okay. You can like paddle up onto a rock and like smear the That's tip of your That's not boofing? Boat. No, it's like if like more of a vertical rock and you'll like paddle up onto the rock and like do the boof stroke and like lift your knees up. I guess, oh, interesting. The front of your boat and canoeing and like smear kind of across, across the rock. Okay, okay. Yeah. The more you know. The more you uh, know. I just learned that too. <laughs> Alright, next one. Launch into the pillow on the right and throw your bow into it. Land flat on the outflow in the cannon of a V. Paddling. <laughs> right. Dude, Connor. Connor, yeah. <laughs> Alright, number six. I was getting slicey, alright? I crossed over the corner of a hole and charged into a safe eddy, avoiding the fader booth. Paddling? Yeah! <laughs> I'm trying to think of these in the climbing context. Like, yeah. If it, if it could work. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, seven. I placed a shit flaring point four, then replaced it with a gorgeous <laughs> tri-cam and felt good about a potential whip. Climb, climb, climb. <clears throat> There's... There's a sieve at the bottom of table saw, so you have to charge left or stay upright. Paddling. <laughs> table saw. So like That's on the echoey. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, you hit, when you hit it right, you fall, then fly. Both? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, boof across the pillow. It's better lefty stroked then land with a low brace. Paddle. <laughs> Stem up the left facing dihedral until you can mantle over a slick bulge. Climb. <laughs> Who came up with the climb? Me. <laughs> that one. Yeah, I wrote that one. Uh, I threw a jam and shifted left. Both? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Nice I don't job. Know what throwing a jam is in paddling, but I don't really. No, I don't know either. Like it could be used for both. Yeah, Connor had some explanations, but <laughs> I forgot what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Th thanks for playing, Kelsey. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. it was fun. Um, we have uh, one final question. 
Uh, I also don't know who gave us this question, but uh, the question is, what's the hardest thing about not living in cabin one for Julia and I? I mean, it's not cabin one. It's more cramped. I miss my full bed. Yeah. I miss my full bed a lot. <laughs> and I miss cabin one porch, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the, our like private porch. I miss my full bed. I miss my TV. The mini fridge. I mean, we could list the amenities. Yeah. I think also the safety in our room. I keep dropping. I keep dropping things off the upstairs level, and and it hits Julia sometimes. And last night I came down the the, the ladder without checking below me first, and literally almost landed on Julia. <laughs> standing at the bottom of the ladder. I know. I was like, like you need to wear a helmet. <laughs> the ladder is like kind of like. The it's sketchy. The as first, fuck. the first like ledge of the ladder. It's like too too wide. Yeah, the drop. Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, there's nothing to hold on. <laughs> it's a huge. It's a high step. It's yeah. definitely a high step. Yeah, these all the housing here is the same. So everybody lives in the same. Like we have three buildings and they're all the same. And there's downstairs and then there's a loft with this like sketchy ass ladder yeah. that we're talking about. We'll set, we'll post a picture on our Instagram at Cabin One Podcast. We're in Uptown Five. Uptown yep. Five. Yeah, what it's called. Yep, Kelsey, where do you live? Uh, Midtown Four. Nice. Yeah. Love we're, that. We're posted upstairs. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Have I y'all think seen, it's, seen I that think, place? Uh-uh. Oh, I have. It's better I for like a couple, you know. You what? I think it would be better for a couple. Yeah. If you had a full bed on one level and then like a hangout area or storage on the other. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely tight, tight quarters for sure. But. Yep. See what it's okay though. Great vibes. We've had an awesome time. Yeah. I'll speak for myself. I've had an awesome time here. I've had an awesome time too. And I'll be back here in August for climbing work. But yeah, actually about to leave after this recording to go do some climbing work at our other base camp. So doesn't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. And me and Kelso are here for the rest of the month. We are here. Kelso for the next rest of the summer. Yeah, right? I'm here for the next two months. Yeah. Basically. Nice. <laughs> well, that's a pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining, Thanks Kelsey. For joining. <laughs> we are so glad you were able to join. We'll try and record more, but Addie and I are separating for a while. <laughs> I'm not going to see Julia until August, I think. Because you're going to be on course. I'm going to be on a 28, you're on a 22. Yeah, we might have to record without we, each other. We should. Yeah, we'll probably do some sort of independent episodes. So keep an ear and eye out for that, at Cabin One Podcast on Instagram. Thanks to all of our fans. <laughs> Thanks to our mothers. Happy Father's Day to our fathers. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Everybody, take care of yourselves out there. That's right. Be well in the world. Yeah. Self-care. Yes, self-care. We should, we should put self-care at the end of this episode. Like, like Mac Miller's self-care. Oh, yeah, like play an outro. Yeah. <laughs> Just start playing. It's a distracting course. Like, he is
remember, yes, I remember, yes, I remember it all. Swear the hype is too tall. Yeah. So like September, I fall. All right, bye.